are back. Welcome once again, listeners, and we're glad you've joined us today. Uh, we have the most bestest guest on the show today, ourselves. <laughs> we'll be talking all the exciting things in the new November-December issue, which is with subscribers and on newsstands now. But before we get into all that, how about we get a word from our sponsor? You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. So we're all in holiday mode right now, correct? Yes, yes. everyone? Yeah. So we're getting there. Yes. We're getting there. We're on deadline, so we're all very tired. Yes, yeah. and if you're in the the uh, tourism magazine business, maybe you've been in holiday, holiday mode since uh, July. Maybe. Yeah, at least. At <laughs> yes. Least. Uh, but regardless, it is Thanksgiving week, and uh, that's one of my personal favorite holidays. Love so it. for the question of the week, we're going with the classic. What is your must-have Thanksgiving side dish? Uh, Nathan Gunter, editor-in-chief. Boy, it's hard because I feel like Thanksgiving is all side dishes. Even the like, even turkey, like there's not an amount of it that you put on your plate that's more than side dishes. But uh, our big thing at our family is my mom heard in the 90s at some point on kj or not kj uh magic 104 she heard a recipe for something called jan's potato heaven mm-hmm. which we've since learned is more commonly known as mormon funeral potatoes uh and it's a potato it's like a potato casserole with cheese and corn flakes on top it's really good and so that's a must and then we do a one called hot corn which is white corn um cream cheese and jalapenos mm. you put it in the microwave and stir mm. it up and that's a must too so that is a good one yeah now the funeral potatoes is that just thanksgiving or would you every have that holiday yeah. yes every holiday yeah pretty much that's what i thought that's yeah. that's good it it's sounds so delicious good. you need to save me some so good time. leftover like oh man any kind of potato dish leftover is always awesome so, yes you know and then pie but pie is a dessert not a side so mm-hmm um, managing editor and side <laughs> enthusiast, probably I am a side enthusiast, which made this answering this question very difficult. Um, however, I went with sweet potato casserole because I love it, and I like to make mine a little bit healthier. Like I don't like the marshmallows and stuff on it because I love the sweetness of the sweet potatoes. So I roast mine and then I like mix it with uh, scoop it out, mix it with like pecans and like a little mm. bit of brown sugar and butter and stuff like and coconut milk actually is really oh, good in it too yeah. and it's kind of I think it's like a paleo recipe that I found that I kind of adapted okay um, but it's delicious and it's like there's a lot of unhealthy things on mm. the Thanksgiving table typically and this is a little bit healthier okay so, good yeah and I'll eat it like you know the next few days as leftovers and I don't mm. feel terrible yes. every time <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah the, the leftovers it's uh, the best of times and the worst of times <laughs> it really is yeah <laughs> the best of times at the beginning the worst of times at the end. Yes. Uh, photo editor Megan Rossman. Um, I don't know if it's so much a side dish as it is a condiment, but cranberry sauce is mm, very important. That counts. To me. Very it's important. A, it's I think a that main counts. dish in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, and I'll take it anyway, gelled. Uh, Straight out of the can. You yeah. Don't care. Wh- whatever. But I recently discovered that there is 
orange cranberry sauce, a blend of oranges mm. and cranberries at mm. Trader Joe's. And I can eat that just like even by itself. I put yeah. it on everything. Orange like, and cranberry is a good flavor combo. It That's is. like the way that we do it. I don't remember the recipe exactly, but I know that we do it like chopping up fresh cranberries and then like with orange. orange. Is, the, is orange the Trader really Joe's one like a like a chunky sauce or like a smooth sauce? Do they sell it in a can? It's in a tub, okay. and uh, it's so it like come with the can line. It's sort of like a puree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, it's okay. in the refrigerated section. Yes, okay, okay. Uh-huh. And, and is it, it is well worth the we're like three ninety nine that it costs. We're not being paid by Trader Joe's, not a dime. No, we should we don't be, need but to we're be. not. We should be. Yes. <laughs> no, they have all sorts of great little treats. And I just because I can't resist, um, if I had to add another side as my favorite, I'd say green bean casserole or mm-hmm. stuffing important. or yes. hash brown casserole. Very or important. Mashed potatoes. All the various casseroles. Are all of these things present on your Thanksgiving table? I hope so. To me, if one of them is missing, everything is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a maximalist, I guess. Remember the commercial where uh, everyone shows up to the holiday celebration and they're like, I brought the green bean casserole. Yes, uh, yeah, I do I remember do, that. It was yeah. all different green bean yes. casseroles. As a yeah. child, I thought it would be such an honor to make the Thanksgiving casserole. <laughs> it is an honor. Yeah, it's it really a, is. It's an important responsibility. Wants Everybody so, wants to cut the turkey, but yeah. it's a responsibility. I am the one who brings the hash brown casserole okay. or the funeral potato, funeral whatever potatoes, you want to call them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a hero for our mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's very important to me that it be there and so I have to make it. Yeah, I think it's like, and it's so funny, like, you know, taste and smell are so linked and smell and memory are so linked. I think that's part of what the thing is with this holiday, right? Is like these tastes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like the smell of turkey? I don't mind it. I like cooking in the oven. I like it Fresh turkey is right out the oven. I think that's really good. It is a good smell. I love the the taste of turkey, but the smell of it in the Mm. oven, like, kind of makes me sick. It's really strange. I can see that. I can see that. When my mom used to make in her old house, she has this, like, roasting pan that she would make the the turkey and the stuffing in, and the only place she could plug it in was in the laundry room. (laughs) (laughs) So your clothes smelled like Thanksgiving? So the laundry room, like, all through the holidays smelled that's like hilarious. turkey and stuffing that's, yeah that's awesome yeah it was pretty funny oh that's the best uh like fabric softener thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great like you'd walk uh, in there and be like oh that was a good thanksgiving dinner yeah. i'm dying yeah. to know ben what's your side dish? i know yes so one that i told you all about yesterday when we were talking about it is uh stuffing muffins yeah. is what my mom yeah. makes um, it's basically stuffing, but she makes them in the style of muffins in a muffin pan. Huh. Um, so they're all little, instead of it being sort of spread out and you scoop it up and put it on your plate, it's all in one unit that you can just bite into. <coughs> and my favorite part is uh, the leftover part. When they're cold and just eating them just straight out of the fridge like like the animal I am. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I think it is, yeah. I think it um, is. Another thing my grandmother used to make twice baked potatoes, um, mm. which I absolutely loved mm. as a kid. Now she's not um, she, her health is not quite as good as it used to be, so she's not in the kitchen at, um, anymore. But uh, my mom still does it. She does her her best. She does a really good version, but it's not grandma's. It never I, can yes, be. It never. Can but be. it's you know, 
it's nice to keep these things alive, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Uh, we had what did we say on social media. We had a lot of enthusiastic answers for the com- uh, either stuffing or dressing. Yeah, mm. lots of variations of that. We found out our readers are huge fans. It's very important to everyone. Specifically, Sherry King Drennan said cornbread dressing. Um, that's good. That's what think, my grandma makes. I don't think I typically have a cornbread, so mm-hmm. I'll have to give that a try I next don't time. prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell my grandma, please. Yeah. Sorry, grandma. <laughs> uh, Marie Osborne Jones said, stuffing, in parentheses, dressing, I use bread and cornbread combined. Wow. Oh, yes. Okay. I think that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. That would be. Haley Height Leg said, mashed potatoes and noodles. It's one dish the way we serve it. Interesting. I would be curious to see what that looks like. I need to know more. Yeah, Yeah. what kind of gravy are you putting on those noodles and mashed potatoes? Yeah, Uh, a very dense dish, I imagine. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, But that's exactly what I need on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) Mary Jane Loosely Lindemann said cranberry compote. Um, yes. Whoa, yeah. getting fancy. Uh, very Compote. fancy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess so that's not going to be the, the canned variety. Yeah, wow. Is the she chunky having uh, Thanksgiving at Balmoral? Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that's why we are uh, Trader Joe's people. Just <laughs> We're salt of the earth yeah. over here. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Mary Saunders said, my grandmother's recipe for broccoli casserole. Mm. Yeah. I do love yeah. broccoli casserole. Broccoli cheese casserole is, is a good one. You can yes. share that with us if you want. Yeah, you could drop yeah, that absolutely. recipe in the comments if you were feeling the holiday spirit. Yes. And Anita Antrium Black a black cutter said traditional, so a traditional meal with a side of bread pudding for dessert. Ooh, Ooh bread pudding. Love it. Yeah. I love bread pudding. You typically think of pies for Thanksgiving dessert, yeah. but bread pudding I like that idea. I'm thinking of bread pudding all the time. <laughs> I know. I know it's it's pretty exactly. much a daily thing. Nice sourdough bread pudding. Mm, yes. Delicious. Uh, all right. So now that we're all nice and hungry for the holidays, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and dive into the November-December issue. Now, Nathan, I know you in particular spent a lot of time studying all the uh, state holiday yeah. traditions uh, from all over the place. Well, I had this idea that we would do, you know, we have these like roundup stories with these little chunky write-ups and like lots of things to do and see. And then I just realized like it's holiday themed. And like that's like if I like usually we split these up between us and we didn't this time because it's so like writing about the holidays is so hard. Yes. That like I was just like, okay. It can get repetitive. It can get really repetitive. So I just thought it's going to be easier if I write it and you guys help me edit it, which you did a beautiful job of. Um, But it was fun. It was hard because one, there's 25 things. Like stories like this are so hard because um, it's impossible to fit everything in, right? Exactly. There's towns with amazing Christmas things that we didn't get to feature. It seems like almost every town has a unique. Every town. Mm -hmm. Every town does. You could do this story. You could almost do this. We're not going to. But you could do this like Food Worth the Drive and do it different things every year I think mm-hmm. and not run out but um, it was it was fun though it was just really funny to like be sitting there on a 110 degree day seriously I wrote about half of this on a day when the high was 110 yeah. degrees in August um, and so that was it's just a weird out of time yes, out of body that's the experience. magazine content business yeah right? it's mm-hmm. like get in the Christmas spirit huh. it's a thousand degrees outside yeah, yeah when you're doing this during the summer it, well for me it makes me yearn for time to <laughs> pass but quickly. then by the time the holiday gets here you're like good Good Lord, we've been uh, here forever. I know, I yeah. know. I I feel like I'm preparing, uh, working for this, you know, for the magazine for tourism. It's just like I have been in the holiday mode since like late July, summer. Yeah, you know, like you guys start getting the holiday emails in July, like I do. 
like the marketing emails yeah, from people yeah. like for your holiday uh-huh. issue, uh-huh. gift list, yeah, the things, and yeah, yeah. Which honestly, good for them for getting out ahead of it that way. They have to, yeah. otherwise yeah. they can't get it in the morning. <laughs> no. so. But it was fun though, and I I found some things that I didn't know about mm-hmm. um, that I'm excited to to look at. I actually saw uh, on Facebook this morning that the tree for the one Enid mm-hmm. is going up. Rob Houston, yeah. who's their director, the director of Visit Enid, posted a Call photo of that fresh going cut up. tree uh, in the in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds like a really fun event. I thought about going up for that. Um, I'm married to someone from Chickasha, and I still haven't seen the leg lamp with my own two uh. eyes and the. Chris Christmas yes. Story is my favorite Christmas movie. It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I still haven't seen The Leg Lamp with my own two eyes. So. This year, um, they added uh, rides. To, they do um, shuttles from The Leg Lamp to yeah. the Festival of Lights. So you don't even have to drive in between those things. And you can enjoy some hot chocolate on yeah, your way. Yeah, you wrote about Chickasha mm-hmm. for this. What was what did, what did you find out? Have you have you are, Is Chickasha part of your holiday festivities? It hasn't been so far, but I really want to go this year. Because a 40-foot leg lamp is just something <laughs> Like needs to be seen, um, but also yeah. it just like I love that Chickasha is really leaning into this idea of being a Christmas town because mm-hmm. it's such a like going to a small town during Christmas that's really duded up and yeah. people are caroling and stuff like that. It's just such a nice experience that um, you don't like you don't get in a big city, yeah. right? So I'm yeah, I definitely want to check it out this year. It's fun. It's been a part of our deal forever, and I'm I love it. I like. I love going there. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, it's one of my favorite things. But Ben, you wrote about, you wrote about all the Oklahoma City stuff going on at Christmas. Yes. And which we're going to have downtown, we're going to have downtown in December on the podcast coming yes, up soon. Yes, spoiler alert, we we'll will have downtown this. in December on the podcast. But it's, uh, it's good that we're talking about it now because we weren't able to schedule them until uh, halfway through December. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know that they, uh, they, there's always so many so many things going on with downtown in December. They start with the uh, Oklahoma City tree lighting, which is always a big deal that the mayor comes out for, mm-hmm. and a variety of special guests, including like JB, uh, Rumble the Bison, etc. Um, and then there's the skating rink downtown. There's um, all sorts of goings on. The, the Broadway's lit up. They have the lights on Broadway events that you should go out to, basically like a Christmas street fair. Yeah. It's the best way I can describe it. Um, appearances from Santa frequently. <laughs> uh, he loves lights on Broadway. I can That's say awesome. that. So, yes, uh, we'll talk more about um, downtown in December coming up on the December 11th episode. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. And on the December 4th episode, we got Zach Trantham from Ponca City, who's going to tell us about all the Christmas stuff going up on Ponca City. Yes, so exactly. We get that into the story. But um, And then another one of the Automobile Alley things that made it into its own write-up was the March of the Trees mm-hmm. at Oklahoma Contemporary, which I went to a couple years ago and was great. Yeah. Um, you march. You basically dress up as a tree. Whatever that means for you. Any I, dressing up thing. <laughs> yeah, I just wore clothes. I'm for it. Um, Especially when it's cold. Costumes yeah. when it's cold are nice because it's extra layers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you walk over. You walk over to Factory Obscura, and there was music and lights, and uh, it was the, it was great. It was a lot of fun. My mm-hmm. friend Aubrey and I went and had a great time. So I recommend that one. But I just love all these things. You're right, Carly. It's like it's small towns come alive, and you love to see that, and it just feels very like America. Well, mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, uh, Megan, you and Nathan, you went to uh, North Pole uh, City, right? <laughs> we did we go, did to go to North Pole City. City. Yeah. It's 80 it, degrees that day. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's overwhelming for the senses, but A also, um, it, man, it's just they have everything. It's it's pretty cool. It is quite an experience. If you've never been to North Pole City, 
you and you like Christmas, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, if you don't like Christmas, you probably it's probably not. The place yeah, for no, you, then but, it's not going to yeah. be a good experience. But if you do uh, like Christmas, wow, it is. I mean, I I could just go hang out there and roll around. Well, I probably shouldn't roll, roll around. around. <laughs> probably get kicked out, but it would be fun to. I know they should have a bar. You should be able to go there after work and have a drink. Or like, That's why there should be like a Christmas bar, <laughs> like year-round well, Christmas bar. Kind for of some a, people, a bar, for right some now. people that could be like the most, like because you know the people that are really yeah. depressed by Christmas would definitely not go to the Christmas bar. Yeah. If you want but, a Christmas bar, Roosevelt's in Tulsa, in Tulsa actually yeah. is kind of like a Christmas it's a really bar. Really beautiful well, photo of it Christmas, in this issue. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Another thing that I did last year that I plan to do again this year is go to the first Americans museum mm, for yeah. the yeah. winter art market the winter holiday art market yeah. i got carly the most beautiful earrings for christmas last year <laughs> every time i see her i'm like those are such beautiful earrings carly who gave them to you <laughs> and i also got a pair from my sister-in-law and i did not get a pair for myself because i was like you don't need to do that megan and well, then I know this what I'm year you. american well, hero i'm gonna get so many yeah. earrings now this year i'm gonna buy myself a pair of those earrings they were so pretty uh, there when were is, there were just a lot of really cool for people listening. When is the the it is December first through the third. So coming right up, coming yeah. right up. That thing is cool. It was a lot of fun, and it's just uh, earring, you know, paintings, mm-hmm. sculptures, um, it, it, just a lot of unexpected things, mm-hmm. which is always fun. That's my favorite way to shop <clears throat> for people for the holidays. Is, Same. Is like at art markets oh, and yeah. stuff. Like mm-hmm. I just I recently went to one. <laughs> Um, near where I live and it was just like a little pop-up shop and I found the best you always find the best stuff there's the and there's those great ones down in Midtown with the little igloos yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah. there's so many of those opportunities to like do some great shopping at the holidays but yeah that's a really good one I really want to go to the because I'm a western Oklahoma kid I want to go to the Elk City Christmas stuff with the with the double-decker Christmas bus oh yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. it looks like so much fun mm-hmm. yeah that one looks like a lot of fun the Altus one looks like a lot of fun um, there's a lot of these little small town celebrations that really seem super enjoyable the other one I'm dying to go to and I haven't seen it's new is the Christmas shoot yeah the Sepulpa oh, Christmas I went shoot. there last yeah. year. Yeah, it was very cold. It's when the I opener went there, of the story. It was, you know, it was a lot of fun. They had people selling hot chocolate and cider <laughs> and all that stuff. And it's so what the Christmas shoot is is these very group different groups. I think I think it's different civic organiza- organizations uh-huh. get together and decorate. Uh, they create sort of an awning of like decor a- and lights that goes all the way through the downtown that you walk under. And so you're just kind of just underneath like this ceiling of Christmas. It reminds me of like cheer. when you're in the city and you walk under like construction scaffolding that's yeah, over the sidewalk. Yeah. It's like that, Except but like pretty. decorated with gorgeous uh-huh. Christmas. It's like if you walked under construction scaffolding that's, at the North that's Pole. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. Scaffolding that is elaborately uh-huh. decorated. And then all the businesses are like, you know, open, open and, and you can go in there and do shopping. And, and they have discounts and deals and all is. that kind of it's stuff. It is. It's a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of fun. It's right on Route 66. It's so cool. I got you a great ornament last year. That's where you got that? With the guy oh. who's like... You know, <laughs> Megan just made a face. <laughs> yes, but I was like, this we'll is get too this podcast terrifying. on YouTube yeah. one of these days. I was right. too terrifying not to give you. Um, <laughs> that's how I shop for my ornaments. I'm like, is this really weird? I think this person might like it. 
So I, I found was... some great weird ornaments in a in a antique uh, store. I am awesome. very interested in a, a Christmas shoot of a different kind. S H O O T. The Christmas guns at Fort oh. Reno. Uh, I want to go to this. That seems so that cool. Was a good segue. Uh, thank you. Good. I just love the idea of like shooting guns to scare off the evil yes. spirits around the holidays because you know if the evil spirits are going to bother us, it's going to be around the holidays. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Our stress is stress level is very high. We're eating a lot of sugar. There's we less sunlight. Pro- exactly. We yeah. need to be protected from these. Spirits, I agree, so. and I think firing off some cannons and guns out of Fort Reno seems like a good way to get them off you. Mm-hmm. No, that's one of those ones I've always wanted to go to. I have so many of these I haven't gotten to go to, um, and I really want to. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's some great things happening in Tulsa too. Yeah. Like the Philbrook is the Philbrook Lights. Oh, I have never yeah. been to, and I would really like to go. I would love to do so that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't take it at the holidays, but the Tulsa Spirit Tours. We did the like, oh, Tulsa yeah. Underground tour, but the Tulsa Spirit Tours at the holidays sound really fun. I just love macabre Christmas, you know, like mm-hmm. dark Christmas, ghost Christmas. I love all that stuff. Yes. So, and, yeah. well, so while we're on the topic of the November, December issue, I mean, we'd be remiss not to talk about all the the star power in this issue, frankly, because uh, this we had Killers of the Flower Moon yep. on the cover. Uh-huh. Um, big deal. We very big had deal. Uh, a feature about the writer Jim Thompson. Very big um, deal. Very yeah. uh, renowned, um, I guess, noir, crime noir yep. writer. Uh-huh. And uh, Q&A with Krista Tippett. I know, yeah. which was a great podcast episode a few weeks back. Yes. Uh, Megan, you did such an awesome job interviewing her that she even told you that you were doing an awesome job interviewing oh, her. Oh, well, so. thank you, Nathan, and thank you, Krista. <laughs> yes. Um, well, Nathan, you've seen um, Killers of the Flower Moon movie yep. since uh, the, we've talked about it a few, they've talked about the, the I, story we had. I never a few want to talk about it podcast. again. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> do you have like a 60 second re- movie review? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I'll say I've never liked Martin Scorsese movie before god i hope he doesn't hear this um i've never like i've never really just, yeah i mean like here's the thing he's someone that i get is talented and like i see he's good it's not that i don't think he's good he's not the filmmaker for me typically uh. right like um Sorry. i think he has trouble editing himself perhaps when it's not even that well, it's just yeah. like uh. like he really like he does these kind of deep dive explorations of evil and cruelty and it i, I don't always like the way it makes me feel yeah that's really just the truth of it like it's not I, I think he's amazing i think he's super talented just i just find his subject matter a little hard to digest sometimes um and that wasn't it wasn't that it was different with this movie but it was just so well done and so beautiful and so powerful that um i loved it i thought it was uh, it's a hard it's a hard film to watch so it's hard to say that i loved it because it really was difficult to watch um but it's not one of those like there have been movies before like the green mile comes to mind where it's like that was so hard to watch i never want to see it again this wasn't like that mm-hmm. um i would love to see this again i think it's really well done and like one of the things that really was cool, and we talk about this so much in the story, so I'm sure I was paying more attention to it than other people might be, but like just the Osage stuff. Yeah. Like the styling and the language. There's so much more of the Osage language in the film than I expected there to be. And there's a ton of it. I mean, De Niro speaks it endlessly in the movie, mm-hmm. um, huh. as does DiCaprio. Yeah, they both do. Like they speak a lot of Osage in the film, and it's not always captioned, um, which is interesting. Like you have, as the viewer, you have to kind of like. Infer sense it for yourself from the context, yeah, uh-huh. and it's really kind of it's a powerful way to do it. I thought it was very well done. It was a great film. Yes, and Osage County looks beautiful in it because Osage County always looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it so, comes with the added bonus of uh, if you're an Oklahoman and you know people, there's a pretty decent chance you'll see someone you know. I saw uh, 
two of our contributors, Robert Reed and Jesse Gray, mm-hmm. both in the film. Jesse yes. has a line in the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Impressive. He's, he's uh, uh, Robert De Niro's, like, assistant. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Or his yes. character's yeah. assistant. Yes, Mr. Hale is the line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's got his SAG after card now, which is cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> ben, did you, there was some, you, you, like, looked into that because there was an open, open casting call. What, I don't remember that story now. What was the story of that? Uh, they had an open casting call for a reporter. Yeah. Um, which that wasn't, that didn't turn it's into Jesse's being, yeah. ultimate role. Um, but I guess they liked his look. Uh, which okay. uh, he has a great look, Jesse. He does, yeah. Listening. Um, but uh, yeah, I applied. They didn't call me back. Oh, <laughs> okay. they're lost. You know, I never have mind. It was a terrible kind of a film. modern haircut, I'd say. So I think that probably. Oh, uh, maybe so. Yes. Yeah, maybe so. Um, um, you are very fashion forward. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry that um, Mr. Scorsese doesn't agree. Oh well, uh, uh, but Mr. Scorsese uh, has been emailing and asking where his <laughs> copies of the issues are. Not him. Not him personally. Yeah. because people have so that's exciting um, but I thought it was really beautiful it was it was Mason did an amazing job on the writing mm-hmm. um, I thought mm-hmm. it was I found it very haunting yes um, it was a beautiful piece and obviously Addie did amazing work with the art and as we've said before she worked on the film extensively and Addie um, Roan Horse Addie Roan Horse who's a descendant of Henry of Henry Roan who was a major character in the film which I didn't realize mm-hmm. honestly until I saw the film like what a big part of the movie he was um, so yeah it was, it was I loved it and also if you you've never read the book you should really oh, absolutely it was a really good book really it was one of that. those that like i think i read it in like a few hours yeah yeah, yeah. Put it yeah. Down. i read almost all of it in one night by candlelight when my power was out Ooh. so that was in 2020 wow <laughs> it was yeah it was uh, we all October. were without power yeah yes that ice storm i but that's how good the book was because i don't really like reading by candlelight but i did it well, speaking I of, didn't have, well, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of haunting reads, I mean, the just really quickly, the Jim Thompson feature, Man. I mean, inspired several of us to go out and actually uh, read the, the Killer Inside Me. Right? Oh, I, I read it an, and watched the movie. Yeah. That is an intense. Mm. Did you watch the Casey Affleck Jessica I Alba did movie? Okay. Watch that. Wow, how was that? That was. A, it was a movie. No, I feel like it was a. <laughs> was I feel a like it was a movie. good adaptation of the book. So mm-hmm. if you enjoyed the book, you will probably enjoy the movie. I did not enjoy the book. I don't. Okay. I. It was well written. Yeah. I just did. I hated every person an, in it. It's very intense. Uh-huh. It's very violent. Yeah. Like it's uh-huh. an absolutely. It's not for every. It's not. It's not for everyone. No. For sure. And it was written at a time when a lot of these things were more permissible than yeah. they are today. Like. Do we your girlfriend was or something written? like that? Yeah, it was the fifties, fifties mm-hmm. or sixties. Uh-huh. I remember exactly. Yeah, it was, it's, yeah. but it um, was. I, I'm not mad that I read it because right, I, yeah. I was really he he is a very uh, distinctive writer and he it is. was really good to be able to familiarize 1952 52 okay um, I read it it's another I read that in an afternoon uh-huh. um, and it, it, the writing was good but it was it was hard to take it was violent it was intense um, there was a lot of language in it that you don't see a lot anymore uh-huh. um, huh. yeah. it's yeah. interesting to me that Jim but Thompson... there's no doubt he had talent amazing mm-hmm. yes. talent mm-hmm. as a writer uh, Jim Thompson was friends with uh, Woody Guthrie, yep. and uh, Woody helped uh, land him several connections in the industry. Yeah, so I also thought saying. it was interesting that he pitched a script about the Osage murders, mm-hmm. and Hollywood so was like, "Nobody cares before. about that." Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that was really which we didn't even like when we we assigned these two stories for this issue. Did not know that. Like that was a no. little piece of serendipity that came out in the reporting that was like, "Okay, cool." Um, but it's a it was a really good. I mean, 
I was happy to. I'm happy to tell these stories. You know, even if it's like this book is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like if yes. you don't like violence, if you don't like very strong language of the kind that you don't see a lot today. Um, it might not be the book for you, but yes. if you're into pulp and mystery and true crime, Jim it's Thompson a heck of a read. lived a fascinating life Very. and a, a life I'm really glad that I did not have to. Leave. Yeah, born Same. in Anadarko. Same. Yeah, yes. Worked up and down the Great Plains in the oil fields, had a really hard life. Mm-hmm. And seemed to have been very well loved by his family. I think it's so. It's something yeah. that, um, yeah, we actually I just want to say, on the photo front, I was glad that we could yes. incorporate that into this story. Yeah, can you talk about that a little bit? Pictures like... of his family. Uh, I, d- I was having a really hard time finding any existing photography of him. There was, like, one place in England that had some photos I could mm-hmm. buy. They didn't reply to my emails until after we had finished this issue, by the oh way. My gosh. And I was of like, course. well, that's not a good, that's not a good way to do business. But anyway, I, I was able to find his granddaughter on Facebook and, um, you know, I got in touch with her and she was lovely and sent me a giant packet of photos and I scanned all of them. And so that's how we were able to. You're, have, thank goodness uh, that you are secret. You have superpowers story. as a private detective, Megan. Mm-hmm. Well, that, it, it, I, I have my tricks, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, and then we, and then also uh, Jerry Bennett created a beautiful really opener nice illustration yeah. of, yeah. of uh, Jim Thompson. And so the story, I was very worried about how this story would look ultimately, but it came together, and I. This photo I, of him and the cat just allows me to know. I end. love that he has a cat named Deadline. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, yes. So I thought these pictures kind of helped show, you know, he wasn't just someone who sat around at night being like, oh, how can I invent ways for people to die? Because if you, you read know, the story, you might a, think that. Yeah. 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 He, he had, you know. Yeah. He was, he had a full life and, and was just very beloved by I the people so. who knew him. He lived so. fully. That is yeah. for sure. Definitely yeah. did. Yeah. He, man, what a life. It's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, I think, I mean, it, it's a great issue. I think it's one of the best ones we've done in a long time. I think, it, I think the last two have been really, really excellent. So mm-hmm. great work, everybody. Yeah, great can work. I talk about one more thing? Because yeah. I just, I'm just so excited about this. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, so uh, in Lawton, there is a bakery called Litzel's Sweet Creation. Cre- let me say that. Litzel Sweet Creations. And they make some of the best macarons and cookies mm-hmm. and pastries <laughs> and stuff that I've had. They're beautiful. And yeah, and we have pictures of some of their Christmas sugar cookies in this issue. And they are just absolutely stunning. It's an absolutely gorgeous photograph. It is. It and really is. So if you want to get somebody very pretty cookies for Christmas, I yes. absolutely would recommend Litzel. They're such a wonderful And they were tasty. Bit. We yeah, ate them uh-huh. after we shot this, uh-huh. and it was they were good cookies. They were good for days yeah. and days after we shot it. Yeah, so. which is well, not yeah, always the case. By the time you guys ate them, they were days Several and days, days old, and they, they were, were delicious. Excellent. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of sugar cookies, so I feel like that is that. I am, and I'm a little picky about mine, and uh-huh. those were great. Great, great, great sugar cookies. Yes, and they... Uh, they posted on social media. Once they saw the issue, they were thrilled to see it. So. Oh, good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Little there. Sweet Creations. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's on newsstands now. Mm-hmm. You can pick it up, $5.99. Yes. But uh, it's cheaper if, you, if, if you're, you're a subscriber, subscribe. you have it now. And if you're not a subscriber, uh, why not? Yeah. And if you're panicking about your Christmas list, gift subscriptions are a thing. You can go to OklahomaToday.com. And Give absolutely. them the gift of Oklahoma Give them six the, times a year. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Literally six times a year. Doesn't stop <laughs> giving. <laughs> 
it's always giving. It's giving. It, it gives. Giving. <laughs> giving. It's giving. Big giving. Oklahoma energy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's once again time to plumb the depths of travelok.com for our weekly pod vents. Uh, is there anyone who would like to go first? Oh, I forgot. With their. <laughs> not Megan. Not Megan. Megan's not ready. I'll go. Oh, oh I'll no, go. no. I, I, oh, no. Is I Megan have... going to go first? I'll go. Okay. okay. So, all right. Let's go let's for it, Meg. Have you ever. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Let me. Let me. Man, I was in a hurry to get those words out. <clears throat> have you ever drank eggnog and thought to yourself, I would like at least six more cups of this. Yes. And maybe some mulled wine as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you sound like the sort of fun, jolly person who would enjoy the fifth annual First Lady Nog Off at Living Arts in Tulsa. At this event on Sunday, November 26th, visitors of legal drinking age will have the opportunity to sip all the eggnog they can handle, as well as glog, which is mulled wine from area restaurants and bars. All of this boozing will benefit the Emerson Montessori Elementary School. There will be plenty of other seasonal drinks as well. Surely some mocktails for those who don't want to imbibe and hors d'oeuvres too. And hopefully little Smokies and barbecue sauce <laughs> just for me. Uh, for more information, visit nogoftulsa.com. I want to go. I think that sounds fun. I don't. I I'm sure eggnog. they're not. I'm sure they're not giving you like huge mugs yeah, of eggnog, but like little taster. Like I could handle that. We always drink. We drink eggnog while we drink. We get some Brahms eggnog and drink it while we put up yeah. our tree. I oh, get eggnog good. and use it as creamer. Mm-hmm. And coffee. That's a good Where idea. Where do you get your nog from? Brahms. Yeah. Brahms is great We're eggnog. Big Brahms uh, eggnog fan. Right. It's right. really. It's 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 the fresh experience. Yes. Uh, Nathan. Uh, okay, so we, as, as we approach the, we were talking about our issue, and we're mm-hmm. at the end of a, a year, a calendar. We finished yeah. our last issue of 2023. So I got to look back at the stories we did this year, and one of the cooler ones, I thought, was our story, our feature by Brandon King about USA BMX, mm-hmm. which relocated its national headquarters to Tulsa last year. Um, I think it's cool that this big international oh, sport yeah. has its heart right here in Oklahoma. Uh, for those who don't know, BMX took off when, in 1971, the motorcycle documentary On Any Sunday featured a scene of kids imitating motorcycle tricks on their bikes. And now it's this big, huge thing that's centered in Tulsa. And if you want to see what all the hubbub is about, bub, you can head to the USA BMX Grand National Pro Series Final, which is basically the Super Bowl of BMX. It's November 22nd through 26th at StageNet Center at Tulsa Expo Square. Uh, which means it's starting this Wednesday. There will be racers of all ages and genders competing in this greatest race on earth. Five days of exhilaration not to be missed. And stick around on Sunday for the awards ceremony that follows the final competition. For tickets or more information, call 480-961-1903 or visit usabmx.com. I really want to really check cool. that out. That's like the Super yeah. Bowl of BMX. Yeah, that that headquarters yeah. is cool. I went to the opening of it uh, in early '22, and it was it's awesome. Like the whole place, the, that little Hall of Fame and museum yes. thing is so cool. Like, and I don't, I didn't know a thing about BMX, and I'm fascinated by right. it. Right, so. well, really cool. I'm so glad that they're in Tulsa now. Yeah, it's it's a neat deal. So, uh, Carly, what's your event? Uh, do you want to get your ears into the holly jolly spirit, but the idea of jingles belling one more time <laughs> might make steam come out of them instead? Uh, instead, treat your hearing holes to the Enid Symphony Orchestra's performance of Handel's Messiah on November 25th. Northeastern Oklahoma's premier players also will be accompanied by the Enid Symphony Choir and soloists, including Celia Wallenberg and Kevin Eckerd. 
Tickets are only $40, which is well worth the price of a little sonic restoration just before the chaos of Christmas commences. Visit enidsymphony.org to purchase tickets and find out more. Mm-hmm. And we I, just had an Enid uh, Symphony Orchestra story. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So this is a great time to go check them out. And Handel's Messiah, I mean, you know that it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So I've never to... seen it performed live. Well, I would really like, like to go. Well, it sounds like you should uh, mm-hmm. go to Enid on the 25th. I probably should. That's very cool. <laughs> Wait, on the 25th of, of November? November? Uh-huh. Not December. November. Okay. <laughs> what day, is that the day after Thanksgiving? I believe so. Okay, yeah, it's a Saturday. Okay. I was I, for oh, a minute wait. I thought it was Thanksgiving and I was like, what are they thinking? <laughs> I think they probably planned it. I think yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, I have terrible news, you guys. We planned <laughs> our <laughs> event on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we really didn't think our calendar through. <laughs> I just saw a Thursday. Uh, what do you have, Ben? Yes, I do have an event. <laughs> Well, who among us does not enjoy a nice, leisurely drive in the local nice neighborhood to take a gander at all the elaborate Christmas light displays? Well, actually, I can think of one person who can't fully enjoy the experience, the driver. While passengers can careen their necks to take in every scene at any angle, the driver has a thing called the road to pay attention to (laughs) and doesn't get a free hand for cocoa either. Plus, that BMW is right on your tail. How many times do I need to say it? The right lane is for meandering. (laughs) If you want to pass, go around. Mm -hmm. That's why, if you want everyone in your party to enjoy the experience, I recommend taking part in the Oklahoma City and Tulsa Limo Holiday Light Tours, also known as just regular holiday light tours if you happen to be Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) That's right. You can take your hands off the steering wheel and take in some of the city's best lights in style from the spacious passenger cab of a limousine. The rides come with free water and soft drinks, plus the ability to bring your favorite alcoholic beverages. They also come with the ease of knowing a licensed professional chauffeur knowledgeable of the area will be behind the wheel, so your holiday, your holiday experience won't be soundtracked by series navigating orders. Contact VIP Transport Affiliates to book your Oklahoma City or Tulsa area tour, a seasonal package that starts this Thursday and runs through December 30th. Uh, and to acquire about pricing information, call 405 752 5466 or visit this is a long web address vipalimo.net slash limousine dash services dash limo dash holiday dash light dash tours is there something that maybe I could google if I can't remember that uh, web address <laughs> well you can just google um, let me find the event name Bridget you can edit this out it is uh, <laughs> the Oklahoma City Tulsa Limo holiday light tours. Okay, yeah, that might be easier just to Google it. That does sound like fun, though. Uh Yes. When I was an intern at the Gazette for our holiday party, we got a party bus, and and that was the last holiday party that the Oklahoma Gazette ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Or ever will, I guess. Yeah. No, I believe that. In a party, did they just drive around? Well, we had, like, it was sort of a progressive dinner, so we went up Western. Mm. Uh This was in 2005. No, Christmas 2004. Oh, wow. No, it was Christmas 2005. Sorry, Christmas 2005. But so there were different restaurants up Western then. But we, um, 
he didn't behave well. Yeah. Well, that's the point of a party bus, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. shenanigans. I mean, even by party bus standards, oh, okay. we didn't behave with journalists drinking. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it didn't go great. Well, I think it's time for the star of the show, which this week I'm giving. Uh, I think it's going to be a shared prize between uh, dressing and cranberry sauce. Nice. That's good. Get to share I think the that's trophy. good. Yeah. Yes. But what about stuffing? Uh, stuffing. Okay, stuffing and <laughs> stuffing dressing. Is they're dressing. cousins, right? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. stuffing think, not we, dressing? One is Same inside thing. the turkey and one's not, right? I, I would know. love to hear our readers' thoughts about stuffing and dressing. I'm sure there's people yelling at their yeah. stereos or yeah. whatever. Yeah, please don't, please don't get road rage and ram the car behind you because you're mad at us. <laughs> write us dressing. at Podvents at OK. Yeah, yeah. write us at OKTPod at TravelOK.com. Exactly. And tell us we're wrong. Uh, well, if you like the show and you still can't get enough, head to OklahomaToday.com or pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunter, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song, editing, and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye.